Welcome to the She Yearns Podcast. I am Cherry Strange, and I am so thankful you have joined us today. Thank you for being a part of this community. The She Yearns community exists to lead women to desire more of God in everyday life, making Him evident and desirable to others. Welcome to the podcast. If you are just joining us, let me help orient you into the current series called More Than a Blur, Making Motherhood Matter. In the last several episodes, we have been looking into different topics, some very practical, such as how to keep your sanity when you frankly don't even have time to keep yourself, well, sanitized, to what moms should be willing to fight for during the season, to how we can add meaning to what seems very mundane. And then we started sharing something I found very fundamental to thriving during these years, the secret to embracing motherhood without letting go of yourself. We will be focused on this series for about two more episodes before launching into something new. It's gonna sound elementary to you, but you, the mom, are key to making motherhood matter. Often, we can get caught up in ideas, suggestions, and possibilities for turning our environments into what might make good layouts for showing our mom life in a perfect light on Instagram or Facebook. None of that really matters, though. Not really. What matters most is what we do while they are sleeping. What does that mean, Cherry? Well, I am so glad you asked. (laughs) This particular season of life, when you are more tired than you have ever been, and people are asking more of you than humanly reasonable, and you have probably asked Siri if she can clone you for a few hours or at least help you with the housework, right now is the perfect time to fall in love with Jesus. You need him and you don't have time for him. But let me share something from the great wisdom of Charles Spurgeon. No one meanders into the kingdom of God. That means you and I will not naturally grow into strong Christians by going to church occasionally or, and we certainly won't develop into God-honoring parents even if we had them. Instead, Spurgeon is suggesting it will take effort. For my life, I know it will take everything I've got. Otherwise, I will indeed waste this season on worthless endeavors. And you can take your pick for what they look like in your area, but where I come from, it looks a lot like too many Pinterest-worthy poses of mom life, too many sporting events and practices, and too much entertainment for starters. Honestly, meandering looks a lot like wasted time and spent resources on what does not last, of which we can all be guilty. No one is gonna just find their way. We've got to have a roadmap and a light blazing the path. Allow me to back up a bit. Let's say you want your life to make a difference, especially now. You want to grow God-honoring children and make your relationship with Jesus serious. But that possibility seems miles and miles from you. Maybe it could be possible for someone like me, but not you. I get it. I thought this way for years. It's just not true. But I felt this way. I truly did. Oh yes, all this sounded well and good and true. But I mistakenly believed God loved me sort of collectively like all the little children in the world that he didn't intend on me to amount to anything significant. (laughs) Not like a Moses or an Elijah or a Peter or a Billy Graham or a Beth Moore or a Priscilla Shire or a missionary or anything like that that would be significant. Those were the ones who needed to be making a difference in the kingdom. Me, not so much. 
I could just be average. I could live my life sort of serving, wanting to be more, wishing I was like them, but knowing in my heart of hearts that sort of closeness and devotion was not possible for someone like me. The problem with my thinking was that it's not in the Bible. It was just in my head. It was a mental construction I believed for years, and I lived it out in my reality until I began to read and understand the Bible for myself. You and I will not be able to find this in Scripture. It is a misjudgment you and I can make in our minds and hearts to believe God reserves intimacy with Himself for a few chosen believers more talented and more able than us. Here's just a few places we can know this from Scripture. Deuteronomy 36 says, The Lord your God will change your heart and the hearts of all your descendants, talking about what's going to come in the future, so that you will love Him with all your heart and soul, and so you may live. And then in the New Testament, this and I've got it in the New Living because it's easy to understand. 2 Corinthians 5.17 This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And that is not reserved for certain people. That's anybody who is a believer in Christ. Anybody. And then, what this new life requires is fellowship with God. And it's exactly what God desires with us. He wants to be with you. We know this from John 15. Not only does He long to be with you, it's for your good and for His glory. We see this in John 15. Again, I'm going with the new living. Yes. I am the vine, you are the branches. This is verse 5. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. Verse 7. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. Verse 8. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. Your God has high expectations for your life now and in the future. Always keep that in the front of your mind. He longs to be with you. He wants you. I feel so strongly about this as the key for your life, not only for your success, but for your happiness and your security and your sense of satisfaction with life in general. It all happens here and now. You and I must get alone with God so that we can have this time in the vine. You've got to carve it out somehow during part of your day. The problem during this season is that you don't have any time. It's all sucked away with babies and responsibilities and toddlers and all of the kids stuff. Let's first address what this does not look like and then how it may unfold in your days. What getting along with God as the key to life does not look like? Well, first of all, it's not sporadic. And then it cannot be something done while you are horizontal in the bed before you actually wake up. So you're just sort of laying into it and you're praying a little bit. No, that's not what we're talking about here. It should not be in the car like something you're just squeezing in like you would someone you didn't really want to talk to and you don't have time for. It cannot be in the bathroom. Absolutely not. <laughs> Let's just make that not an issue. Also, it should not be something as mundane or light as a two-minute devotional. That's not what I'm talking about. It's your two minutes with Jesus and on your way you go. That's not the key to life. <laughs> Those are things we're not talking about. It's really more than a bulleted list where here you go, do this. 
You may do fine with the how-to list and carry on beautifully. Maybe you don't even understand what the struggle is I'm talking about. Wonderful. Please listen carefully so that you can help someone who else might be struggling with this. I just know as someone who was not a morning person who had her first baby after starting graduate school, second degree, I didn't get enough sleep. Getting up early was not going to be an option for me during those first years and I was already staying up half the night to study and to feed those babies during the night. That wasn't going to happen. I truly was squeezing in a few minutes here and there doing everything on that list I just declared we were not supposed to do. I was doing all of it and that was the time I was spending with the Lord. The only other option I had was nap time. Of course, it was also the only moment of sanity of the entire day. It was also the only practical time made available to moms to do housework or to sleep a little bit to catch up, which is what most people suggest you do, sleep when the baby sleeps. I was never going to have that possibility. I was probably going to do homework because I had to catch up. Knowing that this was all I had, I was very stingy with it. You can have my money, Lord, but my days belong to me was sort of the way I thought. I love time, alone time. That's when I think best, when I'm most productive, where I can create and find peace. And time, uh, any time was going to be a challenge. And nap time was a sacrifice. But even as a person who loved time, I knew I needed Jesus more than I needed anything else. Honestly, at that time, I could not say I wanted Jesus more than anything else. I could only say that I recognized my inability to handle my life <laughs> was totally incapable, and that was enough. I began to sit at the kitchen table. I prayed. I read my Bible about 15 minutes, and we're not talking about, you know, something that's heavy duty. I just prayed and read my Bible. I had a journal. I started going to a women's Bible study once a week, so there was a little bit of homework that I worked through at the time. That's it. I did this every day, at least five days a week. Did It rarely took the entire time, but it was what I did first before the dishes, before I checked the email, before I did anything else, it came first. I did this for three years and through two new babies with some hurdles and challenges in between to get everything in sync. I don't know when it stopped being something I did because I needed it. The calendar is sort of blurred when I moved from feeling it was something I had to do to something I looked forward to doing. I can say that part of the move came as a result of seeing the Word of God speaking into my daily life. The things I wrote in my journal from my heart God seemed to answer in magnificent ways. I couldn't explain otherwise as if He truly loved me like I was chosen to be with him. And as if the words I read in his word were for me and to me and about my life, although they are timeless and perfectly fitted for all believers, I could relate to them. For what I know is certain is that I fell in love with Jesus while they were sleeping. Today is a simple call to anyone longing for God to speak to you. You want to be that kind of person who experiences what I'm describing? You really do, but you have settled for the lie that says it's not for you. Keep to your average mediocrity because that's all that's expected for you. No, that is not what the Bible teaches. We are going to have to be women who believe the Bible, that God is who he says he is, and we are who he says we are in light of his truth. 
I so desire you to possess what matters most. For those of you who need things in a linear fashion, I am going to give you a list. What getting along with God as the key to life does look like. Well, it's not sporadic. It's consistent. It's daily. It's regular. It's like an appointment that you make and keep. That's the first thing. It can't be something done while you're horizontal on the bed. No, absolutely not. I'm not saying you can't pray when you're laying down horizontal. Of course you can. But what I'm talking about it's done when you're alert. The next point is that it's done when you're alert. It should not be done in the car like something you're just squeezing in. We're not squeezing this in. Make it purposeful. Let the God of the universe know he's a big deal. You're choosing him over a hundred other things that you could choose. Let him know that. So you want to make it purposeful. More than a two-minute devotional is what you're shooting for. So what should you do during the time? Well, there's a lot of options and strategies and methods which you could choose from. But here are some essentials that need to be in that time spent with him in that relationship. You've got to have the Word of God in front of you. There's no substitute for the actual Word of God. You also need to be praying during that time. This is when you develop that relationship. Reading the Bible and praying. Another thing that helps is having a journal. Whether you just have a spiral notebook, where you're just writing down your thoughts or you make it very cute, you go buy a journal, whatever you want to do, but get things on paper. You will be thankful for this later. Then you also want to find a way to go deeper. You want to be a discerning consumer. There are great and helpful tools out there. I love to write that kind of material, but there's also some that you want to pass over. Does it agree with the Word of God? Because that's what you want to make sure of, is that it agrees with God and the Word of God. Is it making the reader have sort of a warm, fuzzy experience and that's all it does? Or is it growing you into a deeper relationship with the Father? Because there's a lot of things out there that just make you feel good about you. That's not the relationship in the vine. That is not drawing you into obedience to the Father and the joy that comes from the relationship of being with Him. So you really want to be a discerning consumer there. Once you are beyond the nap time season of life, because some of you probably are, and you're sitting there going, well, I can't do that. What do I do? Move to a different time. I've talked about this in another episode, how I moved to early mornings and that transition. But this is the perfect time to start. If you don't have any time, this is the perfect time to start. It's just where I fell in love with Jesus. It's where my life changed. And I believe the direction of my life as a mother and a wife was altered. The whole trajectory of my future was changed when I met Jesus while they were sleeping. I don't know when you're going to meet with him and what your decision is going to be about that time for your life. I just highly encourage you to make it a priority and set the time to be consistent. Today, what is one thing you need to do to move toward believing you too can experience life change? Because it can happen to you. No more mediocrity. You can have it. What is one step you can take toward falling in love with Jesus in the middle of mom life while they are still sleeping? Well, that's it for today's edition of our series, More Than a Blur, Making Motherhood Matter. I've enjoyed this so much, and I hope it's helpful for you and that you can share it with somebody. I look forward to being with you again next time. Thank you again for tuning in today. We will be releasing a new episode every week. I would invite you to become a subscriber. And it really makes a difference when you share something here that you find helpful or encouraging. You make an impact. You may never understand the value or difference your suggestion or encouragement made in the life of a friend or casual acquaintance just by passing a resource along. So please share what you find here with others. I would personally be grateful. 
Don't hesitate to like us on Facebook or Twitter or leave a review. For more truth-saturated, gospel-centered, spiritually insightful encouragement, please go to www.sheyearns.com where you will find reading plans, articles, and other resources to help stir a desire for God into your everyday life.